Welcome to the Jesus Sisters podcast. It's not a coincidence you're here. We thank you for joining us on this journey to seek a close and personal relationship with our Lord Jesus Christ. another episode of Jesus Sisters. We are so happy to have you here with us on this glorious day. Um, Today, what we are going to be talking about, our episode is all about betrayal. Um, Yeah, it's it's, uh, something I think coming off of Easter, you know, reading the scriptures there, something Jesus definitely experienced and we experience too, I think, in our lives. And if you haven't, you're very lucky. Um, so we have a lot of scripture to unpack today. So we're just going to get started. I'm going to open in prayer. So, yes, let's Father. Do this. Oh, sorry. We Go come ahead. To you. Oh, <laughs> Father, ahead. we come to you in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Anoint our lips, empty us of ourselves, and fill us with the Holy Spirit. Father, I ask you by the Holy Spirit that you would reveal the Lord Jesus to us more and more in our time together today. Holy Spirit, we recognize you as the teacher and your presence. You can give us wisdom and understanding that is beyond our natural ability to comprehend. We thank you and love you and know that your word does not return void. We love your ministry and gospel, Lord. Bring healing in this episode to those who have experienced and are suffering with betrayal. Break the chains of betrayal, set us free, remove the bitterness of betrayal, and fill it with you, Lord. We honor and glorify and bless you in the name of Almighty Lord Jesus. Amen. Amen. Okay. That's a great way to get started. I'm feeling a little tired, and now I've got a little extra zip in me. I'm ready. That must be the Holy Spirit. He's already answering. Yeah. I mean, I well, could maybe do a little more caffeine too, but Holy Spirit, let it rain. Let's go. Yep. Pour your spirit yep, that out. Supernatural. Yeah. Amen. <laughs> so I did, I did choose this topic just because I feel the Holy Spirit kind of put it on my heart. As I was saying earlier, reading, you know, the resurrection, the resurrection episode that we did do um, and just reading that betrayal was something I just felt like I wanted to touch on. And I, um, you know, it's safe to say, I think we've all experienced betrayal and the deep emotional anguish. Yeah. Confusion, like trust issues and like lasting effects that, I mean, I know personally that betrayal has had on me and no one better than Jesus to understand this, this thing of betrayal. So, um, you know, he endured that by some of his, you know, closest friends and disciples um, so I just think that, you know, it's, it's heartbreak. I think betrayal is ultimately heartbreak and it can be painful and debilitating, but we can have hope because the Lord is close to the brokenhearted. And, um, yeah, I think Holy Spirit just put this on my heart because lately I have heard a lot of people talking about feeling betrayed and just like going through the motions of that. So, um, you know, I just think that it's good to have tools to help you overcome and also know that Jesus experienced it too. And, and Jesus gave us examples on how we can overcome betrayal and, and fight. So, 
um, yeah, hopefully this episode will equip and empower us and heal us from the nastiness of betrayal and we can move forward into God's will and promises. So I'm going to get started with um, some scriptures since, like I said, we do have a lot. And I'm going to start with Psalm uh 55 i might skip through it's a prayer so you know i i like to read the full thing but it is kind of long so you might notice if you read in your free time that i skipped over some things um so just know that you know i am skipping over some of psalm 55 to get down to the meat so it is a prayer from david and he said listen to my prayer oh god do not ignore my cry for help please listen and answer me for i am overwhelmed by my troubles my enemies shout at me, making loud and wicked threats. They bring trouble on me and angrily hunt me down. My heart pounds in my chest. The terror of death assaults me. Fear and trembling overwhelm me, and I can't stop shaking. Oh, that I had wings like a dove, then I would fly away and rest. I would fly far away to the quiet of the wilderness. And then I'm going to kind of read over, and it said, everything is falling apart. Threats and cheating are rampant in the street. It is not an enemy who taunts me. I could bear that. It is not my foes who so angrily insult me. I could have hidden from them. Instead, it is you, my equal, my companion and close friend. What good fellowship we once enjoyed as we walked together to the house of God. Let death stalk my enemies. Let the grave swallow them alive. For evil makes it home within them. But I will call on God and the Lord will rescue me. Morning, noon, and night, I cry out in my distress and the Lord hears my voice. For my enemies wow. refuse to change their ways. They do not fear God. As for my companion, he betrayed his friends. He broke his promises. His words are as smooth as butter, but in his heart is war. His wor words are as soothing as lotion, but underneath are daggers. Give your burdens to the Lord and he will take care of you. He will not permit the godly to slip and fall, but you, O oh God, will send the wicked down to the pit of destruction. And uh, I just think that that is a true prayer of, you can hear the anguish that, you know, betrayal happens, you know, it's not our people we don't know it's the people that are close to us and that's what makes betrayal hurt so bad and and what he was saying he was pretty much saying like if I could almost sounds like if I could just leave if I could fly away like a dove and just that's what I would want you know to do because it's so much pain and I think we've all been there before where we're like I just can't bear this it is so painful to be betrayed by somebody that you trusted that you loved that you poured into um, so, but then you also get that hope where it says, you know, God will not permit the godly to slip and fall and that God will take care of us. And, um, you know, that we're supposed to give the burdens to the, to the Lord and he's going to take care of us. So I think that's a step to help you overcome, you know, prayer. Clearly he was praying, but also just knowing that, like, give your burdens to, to Jesus. If you're feeling betrayed, um, you know, he will to take care of you. I, what I think is so amazing about the scripture is that, you know, this was written thousands and thousands of years ago. Like, I, it's just, it, it's written the way, the way I read it, it just feels so, you know, modern. It feels like that feeling doesn't change. It doesn't matter that we're thousands of years separated from the time that this is written by by David, but it's just so relevant. I mean, I 
felt all those things when I've been betrayed before. And so just it drives home for me again that the word is living. You know, it's that's why they call it the living word. Like it it speaks to us the way that we need it to speak to our hearts and, and our minds. And so I just I mean, you it's not that I love that he was betrayed, but I love how relevant this is regardless of time. Something else I really thought was interesting about that scripture is when, you know, he was saying he could have handled it if it was, um, you know, he could have uh, bore it if it was his foes or an enemy. But then he said, instead, it is you, my equal, my companion and close friend, what good fellowship we once enjoyed as we walked together in the house of God. And so I think that just, you know, deepens it further than just a friendship when you actually have that fellowship um you know it just kind of like made the betrayal even deeper where you know because there's just this bond that you have when you know you you go to fellowship with somebody so I can imagine that this betrayal was was very deep and I have heard this scripture kind of um tied into like the betrayal of Jesus which we're um going to get into now so um, yeah, that was just another point that really stuck out to me. And I was like, man, that, yeah, that's that tough. reminds me of, I mean, it's kind of the irony here is that David uh, had the ultimate betrayal, betrayed his closest confidant. And here he is writing about being betrayed. Someone is betraying him, or at least I believe that he's writing about someone betraying him but he ultimately serves the greatest betrayal with Bathsheba's husband what's his name again remind me um I can't remember it off I, the top but you know of what I'm talking about right yes yep I want to say Ramiel life, but I don't think that's right sends him off to war so that he can get murdered or get killed in battle. yeah puts him in the like, front lines hello, like oh David and thought, yeah and I'm not sure if this is uh <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure if this is before that or after that, but know, yeah, we can yeah. see that we, uh, you know, we not only have we been served the dish of betrayal, or sometimes we serve betrayal, and then sometimes we are betrayed. For sure. So, um, you know, which comes with all sorts of grief when you're a betrayer as well, so. Yeah, and we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about Judas and Peter, how they both, after they betrayed Jesus, like how it just wrecked them. Um, I'm going to read some scripture from John. I know I'm really heavy into John. I've been reading John a lot. Um, and this is, uh, chapter 13 verses 21 through 30. And it said, it says, when Jesus had said this, he became troubled in spirit and testified and said, truly, truly, I say to you that one of you will betray me. The disciples began looking at one another at a loss to know of which one he was speaking. There was a reclining on Jesus' bosom, one of his disciples whom Jesus loved. So Simon Peter gestured to him and said to him, tell us who is it, tell who it is of whom he is speaking. He, leaning back, thus on Jesus' bosom, said to him, Lord, who is it? Then Jesus answered, that is the one for whom I shall dip the morsel and give it to him. So when he had dipped the morsel and he took it and gave it to Judas, then the son of Simon Iscariot, after the morsel, after that, after the morsel, Satan then entered into him. 
Boom. There, uh, yes, yeah, sorry. I'm having a hard time reading this. I don't know why. Therefore, Jesus said to him, what you do, do quickly. Now, no, now, <laughs> no one of those reclining at the table knew for what purpose he had said this to him. For some were supposing because Judas had the money box that Jesus was saying to him, buy the things we uh, have need for, need of for the feast, or else that he should give something to the poor. So after receiving the morsel, he went out immediately and it was night. And then he went on to betray him. I apologize. That was not the smoothest reading. It's been a long day. Sorry. Um, but, <laughs> good. but the word still gets across. So everyone's like, who's it going to be? Who's the one that's going to betray him? And then here we go. You know, it's just, one of the things we talked about um, in reading this in our Bible study was that, you know, he dipped the bread and then he handed it to him or and then after he ate it, um, then Satan entered into him. So I thought it was interesting that Satan entered into him and then, you know, it was like you, in order to meet prophecy, um, someone had to be the one to betray him, right? And we're going to talk about the prophecy that this fulfilled in a minute. But it's just, you kind of, you, as much, I hate to say this, you kind of got to feel bad for Judas because this is it. That's the end of his life after this. Once you betray the Messiah, there's no turning back. And, and that's what he did. And it's just so sad and tragic. Yeah, it's uh, pretty deep. I, you know, it's funny that you say you've been in John a lot. I've been in Matthew a lot. And so, you know, they're both, you know, firsthand accounts, but the, it's different. You know, everybody varies in the way they perceive things. And so um, just because you talked about it, uh, I think there's two different aspects or, or, you know, to make it, to bring it, you know, to circle back around to that in um, Matthew 26, 20 to 25, um, it said when it was evening, he reclined at the table with the 12. And as they were eating, he said, truly, I say to you, one of you will betray me. And they were very sorrowful and began to say to him after another, is it I, Lord? He answered, he who has dipped his hand in the dish with me will betray me. The son of man goes as it is written of him. But woe to that man by whom the son of man is betrayed. It would have been better for that man if he had not been born. Jesus who would or Judas who would betray him answered is it I rabbi he said to him you have said so and I'm just like you're like that was me <laughs> is it gonna be me like as if you have no idea you're like well I didn't know Satan was gonna enter me I don't know it's crazy but you know and I think as leading into the story uh, I believe if you go back to the woman who was washing Jesus's feet with the perfume bottle and how right. expensive it was. And at that time, like Judas, you know, he was upset about that. Cause he's like, this is a value. So you can really see, we hear that Jesus is concerned about, you know, where our hearts at and we might display certain acts that look, you know, really great, but Judas's heart was all about the money, you know, and that's sometimes we encounter people who that's where their treasure lies. And so they will betray you if it means getting ahead or getting that extra buck. And, you know, that's unfortunate. And that's exactly, you know, he betrayed the son of man for, you know, 30 shekels. It's like, that's like nothing. Um, nothing. So that's how greedy and how greed can take over your life. You've, you've, 
you know, been with Jesus, watched his miracles for, you know, three years, been watching him just love on people. And that's, you know, where you're at. I, yeah, I mean, woe to him. It would have been better if he had never been born. I so, oh gosh, I just can't imagine betraying the Messiah. Like I just, it's like mind blowing. It's, but you know, again, it, it did serve a, a point of prophecy. Uh, I do have a, so, something that's just kind of just brings this around a little bit more. It's Mark 14, verse uh, 10 through 11. And it said, then Judas Iscariot, who was one of the 12, went off to the chief priest in order to betray, betray him to them. They were glad when they heard this. They promised to give him money. And he began seeking how to betray him at an opportune time. So it was like, I mean, the way that it reads, it feels like it happened right away. Like he went out, like in the last scripture, it says he went out immediately. And, you know, mm -hmm. and that's just, it's like, it. he's like, is it me? Oh, yes, it's you. Okay, well, then I guess I better get out and do this and get this over with. Like, it's so crazy. I don't, I don't get it. I don't get it. But something that I've always taken away from that is, you know, Jesus knows everything Jesus knew that Ju you can see he already knew that Judas was going to betray him. But, you know, even at the the you know table where they're eating together, he still gave Judas a seat at his table. And I think that we've all experienced betrayal. We've I'm sure most of us have been betrayers before. Um, and so, you know, I think that gives us a great example, too, on, you know, forgiving people and loving people and you know letting christ be that example even though he knew judas was going to do all these things to him he still gave him a part in his ministry and ministered to him and you know loved him loved it, his enemies we it's interesting we were having a conversation about this exact scripture and bible study and um one of the women we were all just like flabbergasted right like oh you betrayed jesus how could you and one of the women in our group they you know somebody said how can you imagine how you how could you forgive and then one one woman in our group said yeah but if it was your child <clears throat> excuse me if it was your child and they betrayed you wouldn't you find a way to forgive them and we were like oh yes like it makes total sense right it's despite the ultimate betrayal, he just, he loved him. He still loved him. And, um, you know, he still had, he was still one of his children basically. Yeah. It didn't, it didn't change, you know, God doesn't change and it didn't change, you know, who he was, who he is and what he stands for. And I think, you know, another thing to add to that is something I thought of, like, how could he do that? And how, but honestly, when I think about, um, you know, I, I would hope to God, I don't think I would ever do that, you know, to that extent. But, you know, sometimes I think we betray God a lot, you know, just oh, on a yeah, regular girl. basis when we, when we lie or we do these things that we know are wrong and we know better, but we still are like, well, he's a forgiving God, so I can maybe get away with it this time. Like, and it's like, if you, yeah. if you are fasting and you make a commitment to God and then you break it. Is that betrayal? <laughs> you know, I mean, I, because you know, and it's like if somebody were to do that to us, trouble. <laughs> or, or how do we feel if a friend lies to us or misleads us or puts, 
puts them in front of us, we're like, oh, I'm so hurt. And it's like, we do that. And God still loves us. He still gives us that opportunity to repent. And so, um, yeah, I'll, I'll get onto that, you know, later, but I did want to just give you a chance to, um, you know, I know you said you wanted to talk about like the prophecy and stuff. Yeah. Um, Oh, okay. I was going to say, do you want to read your scripture for Matthew uh, chapter 26? I feel like um, that kind of sequentially leads us down that road. Yeah. Um, so um, I'm going to see right here. So um, sorry, I'm just trying to oh, sorry. get my I, place here really I quick. I, I threw you a curveball, didn't I? Yeah. Yeah. No, I think, um, what I'll start with is, yeah, that'll be a good place for me to start. Now I'm going to go back a little bit, but I think this, you know, just what we've been talking about, it is, you know, it goes hand in hand. So Matthew, um, 26, 47 to 50 is as Jesus was still speaking, Judas, one of the 12 came up accompanied by a crowd with swords and clubs from the chief priests and elders of the people. Now the betrayer had given them a sign saying, whomever I kiss, he is the one, seize him. Immediately, Judas went to Jesus and said, greetings, rabbi. And he kissed him uh, in a deliberate act of betrayal. Jesus said to Judas, friend, do what you came for. Then they seized Jesus and arrested him. And I'm like, that is like, uh, it hurts uh, me so bad because he even called him friend and yeah. said, do what you came here. But he betrayed him like it was a deliberate act to let them know, like he was telling them, whoever I kiss, like how hurtful, you, you know, you betray the son of man with a kiss like that is just it's like just a so metaphorical yes, slap in the face. And, and, you know, I think because this wasn't a, you know, a little bit of background, it wasn't a Roman arrest, but it was, you know, an arrest by the religious Pharisees. So Judas did these actions to make himself the formal accuser of Jesus, like in trial. So he was setting forth to be that accuser of Jesus. It's just very, uh, it, it hurts to hear this. It's, it's just, I can't imagine just how brazen and bold this betrayal was like it's I'm not gonna give Peter a full pass but you know we'll talk about Peter in a second how he denies him three times but that at least is a little bit more like oh no 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 oh, you know like this was like he had to go seek them out he had to in Jesus's face kiss him on his cheek and basically say this is him there's no denying it and it's just it's just such a bold and blatant betrayal it's just it's I, now we know why it ends the way it ends which um, we're going to read that scripture in a minute so i i wanted to kind of really quickly before we wrap up or we go further down with um judas i wanted to just talk about peter and his betrayal um i don't know if there's levels of betrayal but um this one doesn't seem quite as intense but uh, he does deny jesus and this is in john uh, 13 verses 34 through 38 and it says a new commandment i give you that you love one another even as i have loved you and that you also love one another by this all men will know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another simon peter said to him lord where are you going 
Jesus answered, where I go, you cannot follow me now, but you will follow later. Peter said to him, Lord, why can't I follow you now? I will lay down my life for you. Jesus answered, will you lay down your life for me? Truly, truly, I say to you, a rooster will not crow until you, a rooster will not crow until you deny me three times. And so I love how this starting with like love, love, love others the way I've loved you. And it's like, I love you so much, Jesus. I'll, I'll totally die for you. Oh, just kidding. I'm going to deny you three times before, before the rooster crows. And so, you know, I, I feel like that's totally human the way that he ends up denying him. Like he's just wants to get away from the situation. And I don't, I mean, I don't know if he even realizes um, that what he's doing, but just it happens. And that's part of being of the flesh. Like, I do think that uh, Peter really loved him, but I just feel like um, he really he's just, human. he is human. Thank you for reading my mind. <laughs> um, well, I was just trying he- to get it out. It's been a no. Again, I I got I got brain you. fog. Brain fog is real. Um. Well, and something to piggyback off of that was, you know, he said in uh, Luke twenty two thirty one to thirty four, Simon, Simon, Satan asked to sift each of you like wheat, but I have pleaded in prayer for you, Simon, that your faith should not fail. So when you have repented and turned to me again, strengthen your bar- brothers. Peter said, Lord, I'm ready to go to prison with you and even to die with you. But Jesus said, Peter, let me tell you something before the rooster crows tomorrow morning, you will deny three times that you even know me. And I just thought it was interesting. Satan plays a part. He wants to sift each of you like wheat. But then he says, he gives us the key. I have pleaded in prayer for you, Simon, that your faith should not fail. So when you have repented, and that is the big difference, Judas never repented. And look at what happens when we repent and how Peter was used, you know, Simon to Peter and how he was used to build the church. So, um, you know, I just think that, uh, you know, and then to, to just wrap all that up, if you go on to um, uh, Luke twenty two fifty four, 54, it goes on to say, so they arrested him and led him to the high priest's home and Peter followed at a distance. The guards lit a fire in the middle of the courtyard and sat around it and Peter joined them there. A servant girl noticed him in the firelight and began staring at him. Finally, she said, This man was one of Jesus's followers, but Peter denied it. Woman, he said, I don't even know him. (laughs) After a while, someone else looked at him and said, you must be one of them. No, man, I'm not. Peter retorted about an hour later. Someone else insisted this must be one of them because he is a Galilean, too. But Peter said, man, I do not know what you are talking about. Immediately, while he was still speaking, the rooster crowed. At that moment, the Lord turned and looked at Peter. Suddenly, the Lord's words flashed through Peter's mind. Before the rooster crows tomorrow morning, you will deny three times that you even know me. And Peter left the courtyard weeping bitterly. The guards in charge of Jesus began mocking and beating him. They blindfolded him and said, prophesy to us, who hit you that time? All they hurled all sorts of terrible insults at him. Like, ugh, can you imagine? No, Uh, I can't imagine. And 
poor Jesus. By the way, I really like mm. that version of it. It's so much more colorful than my version. It gives you so many more details. It's just like he didn't even finish speaking after he denied him. And then the rooster crows. It's like, and then that was it. Then Jesus, and Jesus is being yep. crucified and makes eye contact with you as like you're I denying you. him. And it's <laughs> like had to hit you and you could see the grief. And that's what caught, you know, caused him to repent. And that is that. So that is, um, you know, just so powerful, but also hopefully this scripture is giving you tools as to show like how Jesus overcame betrayal and what he did and how he prayed and kept the faith and kept being obedient. And how, even when we do, you know, maybe we've betrayed somebody, but when we repent, like God shows up and he forgives us. Amen to that. Okay. Well, I'm going to keep going with scripture because we're uh, running short on time here. So I want to make sure we get in a couple, uh, this one that kind of brings everything full circle with um, uh, Judas. Thank you. All right. So now when morning came, all of the chief priests and elders of the people conferred together against Jesus to put him to death. And they bound him and led him away and delivered him to Pilate, the governor. Then when Judas, who had betrayed him, saw that he had been condemned, he felt remorse and returned the 30 pieces of silver to the chief priests and elders saying, I have sinned by betraying innocent blood. But they said, what is it to us? See to that yourself. And he threw the pieces of silver into the temple sanctuary and departed. And he went away and hanged himself. The chief priest took the pieces of silver and said, it's not lawful to put them in the temple treasury since the since it is the price of blood. And they conferred together about uh, about and with the money and bought. Okay, they conferred together and with the money bought the potter's field as a burial place for strangers. For this reason, that field has been called the field of blood to this day. Then that which was spoken through Jeremiah, the prophet was fulfilled and they took 30 pieces of silver, the price of one, the price of the one whose price had been set by the sons of Israel. And they gave them for, and they gave them for the potter's field as the Lord directed me. Again, I'm sorry, I apologize for not reading that super clearly, but that's Matthew 27 verses 1 through 10. But yeah, I mean, the prophecy was fulfilled because of the 30 pieces of silver that he took. And um, I just, when I, I didn't know that part of the story, and when I read that for the first time, I was like, wait, what? He hung himself? Like, I didn't know that he did that. But could you imagine the the guilt and the shame and mm. the how sad he, I hope he was, you know, I mean, it, he knew at that point he had betrayed him and it was definitely not right. So hopefully he had that opportunity to, to pray to God and, and ask for forgiveness at that point. I think in, in scripture later on, it says like when Jesus is res resurrected or something like that, that like, I think they say that Judas went to the place where he was supposed to go, meaning he double hop hockey sticks and i'm like yeah. uh yeah that's like like you said when you betray the messiah i mean uh, it's just yeah i mean you have to Ultimate. feel for judas but i'm yeah. like i do not want judas's heart like i do i do not want to be a judas like oh lord you know refine me refine take me. that away from me, me. <laughs> yeah exactly uh, well i think it's uh, the irony here, um, I'm going to 
we have, I have two more scriptures uh, before we wrap up and they're just short, but in Matthew 18, 21 and 22, Peter is talking to Jesus. It says, then Peter came up to him and said, Lord, how often shall my brother sin against me and I forgive him? Up to seven times, Jesus said to him, I do not say to you up to seven times, but 70 times seven. And so I think that's so profound that this is all happening around the same time, right? Um, and just to think that that's Jesus's perspective is to just continue to forgive. And he just loves us and forgives us. And um, one last scripture is Luke 23, 34. But Jesus was saying, Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they are doing. And they cast lots, dividing up his garments among themselves. And so, like, to the final moment of his life, he is still offering forgiveness. His final breath, this is what he's asking for, is forgiveness of us because we're just sinners and just and he broken loves people. Us and he knows. Yeah. Yeah. That's our Jesus. That's our Jesus. Um, That's my Jesus. He- and this is this is the last scripture I had because I know that um, you know we all we've all experienced this or maybe have like you know kind of my message throughout you know this episode, but you know we are called to forgive and Jesus says you know by the way we forgive that's how we're going to be forgiven and so we don't want that root of bitterness and I think sometimes forgiveness really is just deciding that you're going to forgive people and love people because Jesus loved you first and he forgives us and so um you know James 1 2 to 3 count it all joy my brothers when you meet trials of various kinds for you know that the testing of your faith produces steadfastness And we know that God works it all out for our good, for those that love him and believe in him as Lord and Savior. So, you know, I think just focusing on what is unseen and not what is seen sometimes and just that forgiveness. And when you forgive, I feel like it doesn't let that betrayal take root. And so those are just some takeaways from today's episode. But I do think that wraps it up. I thank you all for joining us today. And hopefully you were filled with the Holy Spirit and um, got a better understanding of some of the betrayals that Jesus went through as you know, we're going to go through those sometimes in our life. And yeah. Yeah. Thanks, Jesus, sister, for being patient with me today. This was a challenging one for sure. But I'm not on my A game today. I'm not feeling my my best self. So thanks for being patient with me. And I'll practice my reading of scripture for next time. <laughs> <laughs> You're fabulous. Don't worry about oh it. Oh my gosh. Okay. Well, either way. Um, and uh, I love you. And thank you for, for being you. And thank you, Jesus, for thank loving you, Jesus. us. And um, thank you for loving us despite our sins and the betrayals that we we may bring so love you and have a great and blessed week in jesus name amen